Yeah. You you want to rescind that excited comment, Joe? There, and just make sure you know. <laughs> uh, I'm okay. I'm really stopping myself from walking out the door and going to the nearest <laughs> bar and buying a three dollar shot of anything. Welcome back, everybody, to the MAB Sports Podcast, episode 16, coming at you as we always do. And you know what? Most awesome, I know we talked a little bit about replacing Dynamite, but I think it's apropos for this episode. We have a, I'm going back to it, we have a Dynamite episode. Kaboom. We got, we got uh, going to hit a, hit a bunch of topics, hit a bunch of stuff, I think, uh, and we have uh, we have a little guest. A we little do. guest joining us today. We're, guest number two. I love yeah. it. I'm excited. Yeah. Got to pop in. Uh, today we're going to hit rip from the headlines. We're going to do, uh, after Golden State's win, do the most lopsided championship wins. We're going to hit the MAB inbox. Some Mavericks have hit us up. We're going to answer those. Do the Neapolitan showdown. We're talking top three things you look for in a bar. Then we're going to hit the gambling corner. We're going to do the AFC West. We've been touching up for a while. <laughs> People are excited. People are going to lose their minds. I don't know what your numbers are, but uh, we're going to get some... Uh, What's the opposite of fan mail? Hate mail. Hate <laughs> yeah, mail. That's, that's what we're right. going to get. That's what we're going to get. Uh, then we'll do our MVP and our 60-second tale from the frat. How are you doing, brother? What's going um, on? I'm living life. I, I'm a little confused right now. My world has been turned upside down. IHOP is now IHUB. I don't understand I don't, this. Yeah. I don't get did, this. Cats did, and did dogs you? living together. It's mass hysteria. <laughs> I thought there was no way it wasn't going to be like breakfast. Yeah. Like I thought it was like International House of Breakfast. And to go burgers, it's it's going total rogue. It's a desperation move. Uh, it I is won't a be Hail Mary. there again. I won't be yeah, it's been a long time since I've eaten there and I Yeah, exactly. I it's been a while since you've been like drunk at three o'clock in the morning and you're <laughs> just like, Where can I get like the right. greasiest omelet I can find? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm Team Denny's now. Hashtag Team Denny's. <laughs> team Denny's. We're calling it right now. IHOP, enemy of the podcast. An oh. unofficial like eatery of the podcast. Yes. Oh, exactly. Uh, so we did. We took care of. Uh, I want to catch up on this so we can officially bury it. Uh, are there any more tree situations going on? No, the trees are landscape. No, the trees they're, they're yeah, trees gone. Just just a bunch of firewood, ready to have okay. some cookouts with some mabbers. Okay, all right. Well, uh, tree watch is officially closed <laughs> for now. We'll have to break it up if we do. And most awesome, can I be the first to uh, maybe wish you a happy Father's Day? Father's oh, Day weekend, yeah. Thank you. Yep. Tomorrow, as we're recording this, tomorrow Sunday is Father's Day. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So uh, I appreciate it there, Brandana. No problem, brother. What's on the agenda? What's what's uh, what 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 does most awesome do for his Father's Day? Not much. Not re- not really anything. Just you know, enjoy some family time, a little uh, love with the the girls, and uh, you know, we get to try and spend as much family time as possible. So that's why I'm on oh, here in, in Mab Studios, uh, trying to record this pod, knock it out, so I can spend some time <laughs> with the fam. Fair, fair enough. Uh, you heard it first. Uh, Brandana takes away from most awesome's time with his family. So, it's all right. Uh, it's all right. This will all work itself out in therapy. All right. Rip from the headlines. We're doing uh, most lopsided championship wins. Uh, why are we talking about this, brother? Because uh, the Golden State Warriors dismantled the Cavaliers in, uh, in a 4-0 sweep. Got out of there quickly. And uh, we started th- talking about uh, what's gonna. what was our, our, our worst or most lopsided championship victories. Were you were you surprised about that 4-0 sweep? 
Uh, yeah, that it was that definitive. I mean, I think after game one, we kind of talked about it in the emergency pod that I definitely think it kind of broke the spirit of the Cavs. Uh, anytime you kind of had one of those, you know, quintessential bonehead plays to end uh, uh, a potential start of a series, it's going to sour the whole affect of the team. And I think we saw that. Definitely brought down, you know, I put a little bit on Golden State because I was like, all right, they're going to win this and the, the odds weren't great. But I did think, I don't know, I, you kind of saw LeBron's heartbreak a little bit after that, right? Like, he just, he was kind of yeah. like, hip, like he was all all in game one, like shorts, short suits, which you talked about. Like, <laughs> it's, it takes confidence to rock. And after that, I, I think right. it was like sweatshirts, just an old t-shirt he threw on from high school. He's just like, <laughs> let's, just, let's get out of this fucking building. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, what, what do you got for, for lopsided wins? What are you thinking? So I'm going to keep it tight. I'm going to keep it in a, a tight uh, two three year window here which is in the most uh, important sports moments of my life so i'm gonna start off with 1989 we're gonna go a little baseball for the doff we're gonna okay. go to the 1989 world series the oakland a's sweep the san francisco giants uh, a lot of people remember this series because it had an earthquake in the middle of it uh, the, <laughs> the start of game three was uh, and i remember as a young a young podcaster sitting in front of the tv and actually watching it and the mass hysteria that started with that earthquake so i'm gonna go with them uh, I love the Oakland A's growing up as a kid. Uh, they were a juggernaut of a baseball team. That's that's good. That, that's right on point. I got uh, one I think you're going to like. Uh, Mike Tyson versus Michael Spinks. Like yeah. this was like, yep. It's for, hey, wait, about, uh, I think uh, Mike Tyson controlled three of the belts, but he won in 90 seconds. What, what's your thoughts, most awesome? If you're in Vegas and watching this fight and you paid uh, whatever the money was back then, you're like you paid you know $400 to get your ringside seat and then it's over in 90 seconds, are you like excited? Do you walk back up to the, the booth and just be like, hey, like you got to give me a little money back. Like, <laughs> right. I, I, I drove all this way. I paid all this money and like he won and it was like about, but it was just like, uh, I, I don't think there's really like a money versus like length of entertainment sure yes it is definitely uh the return on investment on that is squarely in someone else's favor so i uh yeah you probably try and hit up a little bit extra uh on the uh, vendor there to see if i can get some dollars back sure. yeah, at the yeah, same yeah, time popcorn, a map t-shirt or something uh, exactly at the same time though uh, i did just get to see tyson at his peak so maybe later on afterwards maybe a 400 dollars uh, ringside seat is is a drop in the bucket to see that kind of one in a generational heavyweight talent oh man he was uh a beast did you watch that uh that mike tyson documentary what, what was it is it is it tyson the tyson it, no I, I thought I thought I said I thought you said you were, okay you said you were just fine. no <laughs> no uh I didn't although they are coming out with a a, a a customado docu- uh, not documentary movie where there there's his trainer that that shepherded Mike Tyson uh, I believe he's going to be played by Robert De Niro um so oh, that's coming out and it's going to be a young upstart Mike Tyson Customato was the famous trainer that got Tyson to where he was before uh he unfortunately passed away and then and then uh Don King got his 30 little mittens all over Mike Tyson <laughs> Uh, all right, my, my number two is I got uh, – okay, so this isn't a championship game, but I came across it and I wanted to talk to you about it. Okay. It is uh, – it's the most lopsided college football game to ever happen. Do you want to try to guess what the score is? Oh, I think I saw it on there, so I, I can't uh, – I'm going to say it's, it's a, not fair. George, is, it, a is it Georgia Tech, that game? Uh, it is that game, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I did see it, so I can't I can't say like I knew it. So I'll, get, I'll pretend like, oh, no, I don't know this. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah, and yeah, everyone yeah. out there, drink. Drink, everyone. <laughs> drink. Drink, everybody. Uh it was, it was in 1916, and the score was 222 
to zero. Oh, that's a dropping. So, that's yeah. The the ball never got beyond the forty yard line. So it was uh the Cumberland Bulldogs versus uh, the Georgia Tech Engineers. Uh, the story behind this is that the Georgia Tech coach coached both baseball and football, and the college football team for Cumberland had disbanded their college football team, but they already signed a contract to play against Georgia Tech, and Cumberland had beaten Georgia Tech in baseball twenty two to nothing, Uh-oh. like in the baseball season. So the the lore is that the coach to get revenge wanted to score 222 points. That's what we see. Like they, they miss some extra points and it's like exactly 222. It's, uh, (laughs) (laughs) it it was, it was a dirty, dirty move, but it's, uh, that blowout was, it's just hard to imagine that many points being scored. Like there wasn't a first down in the game because they, they scored on every, they didn't pass also. Like it was all rushing. Sure. Like it was was 1916. It's all just wishbone offense. Yeah. Yeah, hadn't been invented yet. Uh yeah. What else that's a that's a beautiful one. I'm gonna go with uh with another one. I'm gonna go nineteen ninety, the NCAA championship, UNLV versus Duke. UNLV drubbed Duke 103-73. Um UNLV was just loaded. They had Larry Johnson, Stacey Ogman, uh Greg Anthony, my boy Anderson Hunt. What up, Doe? Anderson Hunt. <laughs> that's your boy. That's your that's boy. That's my boy. Um they had three first-round draft picks in the following draft because this is when everyone stuck around to their senior year. They're the only team, UNLV is the only team in the history of NCAA championship games to score over 100 points, and they crushed Duke by 30 in the championship game. Also, many people are probably remembering that UNLV team in 91 started the season off 34 wins, met up with Duke again in the uh, in the Final Four in the semifinals, lost to duke by two and that was the start of duke's back-to-back right there with christian leitner and bobby hurley mm. look at that uh yeah we are cooking with gas i got one last one for you this is uh this is going to be in the recent lexicon i think you'll remember it watching growing up do you remember i think for our childhoods like the super bowls were kind of never close yes do you remember like that kind of like six-year stretch where it's just like uh like Super Bowls didn't get excited until, like, I think I was probably, like, 16 or something. Right. I'm talking about uh, Super Bowl 27, where we had the Dallas Cowboys versus the Buffalo Bills. Yes. And the final score being 52-17. to 17. And we kind of all knew that going in. It was the Buffalo Bills' uh, third consecutive of the four trips they would make to the Super Bowl without right. getting a victory. And I remember kind of feeling that going in, too. It was uh, Troy Aikman went uh, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, won the MVP and it was just kind of like the Buffalo Bills. They just kind of exhausted. You remember them kind of losing their gas where it's just like they like they became like the anti-America's darling because it was right. just like, oh, you're just going to show up and you lose. And this really was just like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? Not that they didn't prove themselves in the AFC, but it was like kind of kind of that stretch when the AFC was lopsided on the NFC. Like NFC was just like the 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 far better with the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys just the better right. conference. Yeah. And I can't remember if that's the Super Bowl where Thurman Thomas, the Bills running back, lost his helmet on the sideline there was one of them i I can't remember which one is that one but it was one of those things where when you're watching that you were like "Uh uh-oh here it goes again like instantly for the first thing it's like where's thurman thomas where's thurman Thomas?" and he literally could not find his helmet on the sideline and they had to go with the backup who was actually pretty good ah i can't remember his name damn it take Uh, a drink take Take a a drink drink. everyone everyone take a drink but (laughs) um he was a side so i actually have a super bowl is my number one too. Uh, I'm going to go into it with 1989, the Super Bowl there. So I told you it was a tight little window. Uh, 49ers versus the Broncos. The and this is this one felt as akin to the Golden State sweep 
um, that we saw with the Cavs, where the 49ers were far and away the better team. They were 14-2 and two that year, although the, the Broncos were the best team in the AFC. They were 11-5 and five and actually won 10-12 of 12 to start the, the season. Uh, they were just way overmatched. They had four Super Bowl players that played in that. You had Montana Rice, Charles Haley, Ronnie Lott, and Steve Young was the backup versus just one Hall of Famer in uh, uh, Elway. And the Niners open up as a 12-point favorite, which I think was a pretty significant favorite going back for Super Bowls. And they uh, they came right out and smoked them 55-10. to 10. So that was my number one. That's a big But Elway got back, didn't he? He got Elway back. got back there. He got a, he he got got a couple dubs. He got he got the rings needed. Uh, we'll jump into some of that on the emails. We are we're cooking with gas today. You're, we are you're on fire, brother. I know. I'm fire. ready to go. I'm ready. I'm fired up for you, my pod partner. Pod partner. Let's do this. Uh, let's jump in the inbox. Let's, let's go. Let's hit him. Let's hit him. All right. We got. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how much up against it we are. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna fly, fly through some. Hey, hit me with an air horn, brother. We're not doing that. I got a request that we're not doing enough. Let me hear one. Uh, okay, here we go. I'm going to get it from the bowels Is it right good? here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bow, 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 bow. Oh, man. Sounds so good Just in the studio. Feels Mad so West right. Studios. Feel, feels so right. Mad, the acoustics in here off the chain. Exactly. Um, you won't be hearing any sirens in the background today, people. <laughs> I did. I edited that out of the last one. Oh, you did? Oh, well, edit that, that comment out, my people. <laughs> that, I might add it back in. That timing was crazy. Okay, they don't care about it. But it was yeah. literally, we were just like, hey, we got to send off a siren. And then, like, <laughs> a like amb- ambulance passed MAB Studios East. <laughs> it was just like, right. it was just a little echoey. All right, uh, first email is um, from uh, Mabber Danny. Yeah. Hey, most awesome. Big fan of the show. This Father's Day, I have big plans of seeing a little motion picture called Field of Dreams. And get this for the first time. Crazy, I know. Mm. But what can I say? Some movies just slip uh, slip off your radar. My question is, at the ripe old age of 37, am I going to like this movie? Full disclosure, I believe the theater serves alcohol. Good point. Yeah. Further disclosure, I do not have a great relationship with my father. Oh, okay. Keeping it, keeping it honest on the pod. Exactly. Uh, I like it. Uh, anyway, keep up the good work. I don't know how you do this all alone. All right. Well, that's obviously <laughs> a shot at Brandana right okay. there. I yeah. am a part of this podcast. Okay. But yeah. anyway, I, I kind of like what's come up more like our rankings of ice cream or this movie Field of Dreams. You can't shake this. I this can't is, like, shake one of those this. Things, this is like a nude that like sneaked out from you. That's just like it's always going to haunt you for the rest of your career. Yeah. It's my it is my uh, my Snapchat <laughs> pick that is just snuck out. It Here it is. Yep. And it just keeps coming back to haunt me. I, I'll never forget it. And it's not like I even said that it was that bad. No, nope, It was it just that I preferred Rudy over it. So, you yeah. know, again, and like I said, the, the father son dynamics to this podcaster was great. I mean, we said this before. I'm not going to say it again. I'm actually here to talk to young Danny. Uh, that, yes. that that mabber out there. Look, you're going to like it. I, I will feel confident in that. Um, although you might want to pull out the white gloves and just do a little dust check throughout the theater because it might get a little dusty. <laughs> a little dusty. A little might dusty. get a little dusty. Sure. And, uh, you know, if you don't have that great of a relationship with your father, don't worry, Danny, because I'm here. I'm here for you. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Yeah. How many? I, I think this ranks on like two official people that I feel like this is a veiled, like, I want most awesome to be my dad. Who exactly. From, like another listener, also, like you're just those parenting tips, brother. You're sticking with them. Uh, I'm only a couple years older than him, but you know what? I'm going to shepherd. I'm going to teach him how to shave or throw the baseball. You you know what it's going to do? <laughs> a little catch. Oh, that reminds me. I do want to wish a happy Father's Day to uh, Mr. Four Stars. Oh happy yeah, happy Father's Day, right. Four Stars. There you go, Mr. Without, Four Star. 
w without four stars, there wouldn't be a most awesome, which de facto, there wouldn't be a most awesome brandana sports podcast. So we got to give a shout out to four stars. Mr. Four stars. Yeah, I do kind of think that he is just kind of holding this over on me. Right. Like I didn't, you know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't I didn't take out the garbage one too many times. And it's like, all right, yeah, well, yeah. could have earned it. Could have yeah, earned you, it. I like it's it's always like I, I think it's what his dad's got to do. Like the bars there and he doesn't want you to get lazy. Like there's always a little bit more you can add to it. He's just exactly. Like, he's pushing you, brother. He's pushing you. Exactly. Just like I'm going to push young Danny. Let's push him. Uh, yeah. Dusty theater. Enjoy those libations and <laughs> let's know what you thought about feel the dreams. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and hit somebody up on that top shelf, hit that Mabby hour at the theater. Hit it, Good call. Well, don't say top shelf, but I mean, just uh, oh, yeah, like, stay off maybe, the top yeah, shelf. Yeah. Yeah. But Mabby hour, that'd be a great opportunity to do that. Uh, email number two. Uh, subject is stop collaborate and listen Ooh. I, I like it oh this is uh we got we got a uh signed loyal uh nomad this is uh from the portland oregon area oh nice. out west so the question is given the renewed debate about kd's move to golden state mm. i'd love to hear the mab take pussy or snake or just a dude who tried to find the best situation for his personality style of play and pocketbook your loyal nomad this podcast bucks <laughs> and he, he he did he did give us a a compliment on hearing Jim face clock time again was magical. So you guys can uh, jump back on episode uh, ten and hear yes. Jim face clock time, which yeah. I guess. Uh, this this is good. We we've kind of we've been talking about this a little bit, and maybe mm -hmm. this might be the right time as we're coming into summer. I mean, Lord knows we'll need the content, but maybe put this to bed. What do we think about super teams and chasing rings? I, you know, I mean, super teams and chasing rings. I can't really fault them this is the first time in an era where players have had really control over their careers right now they yep. they understand that they can they, they they know the ins and outs of the financial ends and are are understanding that they have a power to assert in that negotiations and yep. they're doing it so and 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 good on them and for those that are th i'm gonna get I'm, i might get a little hot here on this this whole conversation okay. this katie right. conversation whoa, whoa, whoa. so if, if you I'm my oh, father's man. day. If you want to simmer oh, it down, man. you let me know, Brandana. No, no, no. You're off the leash, is, brother. You're off the leash, brother. Exactly. Go for it. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so this whole pussy snake bullshit is so fucking played out. All right. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, so here's the thing. So, so Katie and he leaves Golden State and the big knock is, is because the year no, before he, he, he leaves I'm sorry, Oklahoma, he loves, State. Uh, Oklahoma City, excuse me, because he, yeah. he gets knocked out. He loses in, in a seven game series to Golden State and then he signs with Golden State. OK, yeah. well, let's nothing happens in a vacuum. So let's just talk about this whole ride. First off, this notion of having to sign and stay and be loyal to the team that drafted you is fucking bullshit. Right. Yeah, ridiculous. So yep. let's talk about the loyalty that's been extended to him from Oklahoma City, which actually was drafted by the Seattle Supersonics. And then Clay Bennett bought the team from I forget the owner out there. Drink. I forgot the owner out there in Seattle <laughs> says, no, 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 I'm not going to move the team from Seattle. What's he do? He moves the team to Oklahoma City the next year. They draft Westbrook, James Harden, two top ten players in the NBA. So now they all have their own little super team. But rather than go but over, James, but James Harden wasn't that big yet, right? He was, he still was not. His no, he was not. But he, he in in his final year, he was averaging 16 points a game coming off the bench but you could see he was a top tier talent they were going to have to throw out a max deal for him but he doesn't 
They don't do that. Why? Because they don't want to pay the luxury tax. So why should I, if I'm if I'm Kevin Durant, why should I stay on a team where I have to dedicate myself and 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 rise to the level to be a top flight talent if the team next to me isn't willing and committed to win by paying the guys that are are here with us? Yeah, so. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna be like Carl Malone. You know what I mean? Wasting my prime in Utah to chase that ring, and Carl Malone is gonna be a footnote in NBA history. Why? Because he didn't get that chip. Yeah, so yeah. now, and I want, to, yeah, go ahead, brother. Go no, ahead. I was just, you're still so hot. You're hot, brother. You're hot. I'm just, I, I, so, I don't want you to overheat. I'm just, okay, I'm no, trying exactly, to give you like exactly. <laughs> so if you're if you're a star athlete and, and a free agent athlete at that, what? When you're coming up and you're decided either I, I could sign with this team, what are what are the factors, Brandon? I'll put it to you. What factors do you think would play into your decision as a free agent? I could stay with this team that isn't yeah. committed to winning and is is really isn't showing me a ton of loyalty, or what would the factors be going into when I start shopping around? What about what would I look for? Okay, so you you would want uh, I, I think like in anybody that has that kind of DNA, like I need to win a championship. I could be like top ten caliber player. Yeah, I need to know if if there's an opportunity to win a championship. I need to exactly. really look at like if the people around me can win, right. and then also I, I think money comes second in that, sure. and then probably just the city I'm living in probably comes third. That's yeah, city you're living in, how you fit in on the team, those are those are things. Yes, yep. one and two, best place to win and money in in either yep. order. So what does KD yep. do? He signs a two year, fifty three million dollar contract. So he's making twenty six million dollars a year, the highest on the, on the Golden State Warriors. Hey, guess what? It's the best situation for him. It's the best team out there. They're able yeah. to do it. I don't see why that's considered a snake move. He is taking control of his career and going to the best place for him. If you were to sit there and change your job, aren't you going to look for the best place to work? Not the work that first hired you? Yeah, and also, don't we we kind of put this upon them as fans, right? Like, it's just, if your legacy... And the NBA especially, if your legacy is going to be – if you're going to be ranked and rings as a part of the conversation, right? then you have to go get rings. And that's what ties me into LeBron. So there's there's two things right. I wanted to say about um, Durant. Like Durant wanted to win championships. He I feel like he felt like he got as close as he could with that team. And also I don't think the fit was great with Russell Westbrook. I just right. – I don't think like they, they were vibing and that – they haven't like talked out loud really specifically about their beef, but it just wasn't. If you're gonna if you're gonna chase for championships, you want to chase with like you know a team that you feel appreciated. You want to be on there, not like not like a struggle to like for possessions and right. like the how, f- how the team's gonna flow. The fit wasn't great. The fit wasn't great, yeah. and they got nothing for Harden when they traded him away either. So I mean, it's yeah. like you know what I'm saying. It's like what am I doing here? Why why should I? And and you're right. The fans put this sort of like weird loyalty or this weird like oh well he couldn't do it and on unfair. his own. Yeah, yeah. It's and unfair. unfair. Like, a, like a double standard. A double standard where it's just like you got to be loyal to us, but we'll like cut you like the last second if, if right. you're not working out in our situation. Exactly. And Miles Garrett like trying to get shine on it, calling out like look Miles Garrett out in the for the Cleveland Browns. You're 0 and 16, but guess what? When you're free agency deal, you better not sign with anyone other than than the Browns. Otherwise, you're going to be the biggest hypocrite in the world. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's ridiculous. Well, yeah, fair. Um, I know we're up against it on this email. The last thing I want to say is like, LeBron. Where do you think he's going and why? Uh, I, I think this. I think this ties into. I know we talked about it, and I'll just say this real quick. I think it ties into the conversation on. I think if as fans, as whatever, like talking heads, as the two most sexiest podcasters to ever do a podcast have yes. angles on it. Like, like it would be there, there is this unfair thing where it's just like, you know, LeBron gets two more rings and then it's just like, then we can debate if he's better than uh, Jordan. 
You know, if right. he got that one, if he got that one at the end of this season, then right. it's up for debate. And it feels like it's not. So he's kind of forced where I think like, you know, 15 years ago, LeBron would stay at Cleveland for loyalty to stay there. But I think right now he wants to go chase a couple rings and I don't think he's going to get him in Cleveland. Right. And I think, I think right now he's looking at what team has the best, what, what team has the best base of talent or the ability to go out the, and get the best bit, base of talent. So yeah. you're looking at the Lakers, you're looking at Philadelphia and you know, it, it that'll be my, my two guesses right now. Cause the, people, the, are whis- people are whispering Boston. What's your thoughts on that? I don't think that's going to happen see it. unless they move Kyrie who they said, they, you know, he even said he's not going to talk extension with them. So if they move Kyrie, because Kyrie basically said he didn't want to play in the in the in the in the shadows of in the shadows of uh, LeBron. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It does make sense for Kyrie to literally leave Cleveland to run his own team and then have LeBron follow him over there. It'd be like motherfucker, leave me alone. Right. This is like, are you not seeing? Uh, okay, that's great. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think L.A. I think yeah. uh, you know there's a little bit. LeBron wants to build an empire. He can build an empire, and I think uh, that team is has no loyalty right now. Like I think it's wide open on just bringing like three people there, like PG13 and uh, Kawhi, and Kyrie, Kawhi, 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 Kawhi yeah. Kyrie, and if they could, if they can, they can swing it. He can force them. Kai, uh, Kawhi can force them in a sign and trade, and they could, they might yeah. as well the, the, they might as well get something rather than nothing. Absolutely. All right. Uh, good. Breakdown. Uh, thank you, Chris from Portland. Uh, catch up, brother. I'm trying to get these emails. People are just behind. Catch up. It's yeah, an hour and a half every right. week. That's yeah, right. You have, you have kids, Portland, Oregon listener. I get it. Most awesome as <laughs> kids. He's firing these off. Exactly. It takes, him, it takes him just as long to record the podcast as it would for you to listen to it. Exactly. That's a one-for-one one ratio. And I'm I'm recording them <laughs> and I'm listening. So I'm double duty on each episode. You're doing it twice. You're doing it twice. All right. Uh, email number three. Uh, thanks for being such a tolerant pod by tango <laughs> foxtrot uh he jumps into it right here he breaks down that song we close with which you have been vehemently against it used to it used to open up our pod and yes. now i snuck it on the back and i think you were just like whatever brandana do whatever the fuck you gotta do with that song he's gonna but do what he's gonna do i can't control <laughs> it at least is he did hit out uh that we're the acronym mab and it does finish with glamour style fame runway and most of all boys mab is that why you chose it? Is that a little subliminal map no, thing right there? No, is, you did. Relax. Okay. Moving on. Okay. Tolerant right, pod. Right. Tolerant pod. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for the great times listening. Possibly you guys should cover cornhole as well as more mainstream sports. That can't be serious. No. Uh, what are your top three personal sports memories watching and or participating? Lawn sports and cornholing can be included. <laughs> Tango okay. Foxtrot. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm. I got. I got some. I got some ideas on this. I'm going to. I'm just going to the ones that I participated in, not the sure. ones that I watched, because we've talked. We talked tons That's what about we do. what we watched. Yeah, yeah. this is what we, yeah. we do. So I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to lay down some of the ones that we that we uh, participated in. I, so I, my, my three are participation. Okay, great. Perfect. I love it. Uh, I got three. I got the the third that I had was when I was in high school. We were at a, a party. Some young ladies. Uh, parents were away and we were in the pool and at the far end of the pool they had like one of those little kitty basketballs so sure. we're all there and we're drinking our our cocktails and 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 that sort of thing and one of my buddies basically tried to get all the girls to take their tops off and they wouldn't do it in the pool unless oh. i could shoot 
a basket from the hot tub all the way across the the pool and make it. So I started to load up. And at first, it was just the girls in the hot tub. I started to load up, and I was was getting my form ready. They could see the the greatness within me. And then one girl threw it out there, and she said, no, 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 you got to do it with your left hand. I said, okay, but if I do it with my left hand, then everybody's getting naked. We're all getting naked. (laughs) So I uncork a beautiful, just wet, just perfect spinning basketball. Bam! Just finishing it. Just getting wet. And it wasn't short. It wasn't anything. It was right there. Drops right in. The place freaks out. Yeah. And and yeah. everyone held to their word. They all stripped down. We all That's stripped good. down. And then I shit you not, it must have been like God intervening because like three seconds later, her parents come running into the house. <laughs> lights light up. Naked oh. kids are scattering everywhere. Oh, man. But that was People... my three, my number three moment ever. That's pretty dynamite. People of their word. I want to yes. hats off your friends for being loyal to their word. And yes. I also want to acknowledge the irony of the Tolerant Pod. And we're back in the broey. But we'll take it. <laughs> That's a quick uh, turn right there. It's it's hard not to get into um, hashtag humble brags. When we're talking about this, right? Because I was looking, right. I was just like, uh, I'll keep it simple. I did have uh, I had a triple play. Uh, I kept a baseball. I think it was 1996, which would put Brandana at 14 years old. Ooh. Uh, I was playing pitcher. Uh, it came right back up the snake. Uh, dropped to my ass, caught it, and then from my butt, like threw it over to first base because the guy took off, and then first baseman threw to second baseman and. Look at that! Nice, I, I like I, it. I kept the, I still, I still have the baseball. With the oh, you do? Yeah, that's I still have the sweet. Baseball. That's that's yeah. rare. Uh, I like that. I'm going to go with another one that I participated in. This was an actual game. Going back to our co-pilots days. Okay. Okay. All you remember right. this? This was yeah. not when we were playing at uh, the Poinsettia League. I think it was a league before, and uh, we were playing. I, a I, bunch I, I, would, I would say the busted gym, but then you'd have to be like, be more specific. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And so uh, we were playing. And we were playing this team that um, I don't remember, but I, I remember the guys being. I think they were all like Armenian. They were like an all Armenian team. If you remember oh, this, I it, remember. The, it wasn't the good team, right? The team that would always like. No, no, no. It, it wasn't the city. Team. No, no, no. It wasn't oh, the, the city. city. Yeah, yeah. So we were we were going up against them, and it was getting a little hot and heated. And towards the end of the game, we were up by three. There was a either like a flagrant foul or a technical. And uh, the guys on the sidelines were talking a shit ton of shit. And they were like, we're still in it. We're still in it. He's going to miss these two free throws. We're still in it. And then we're going to come down and nail a three. And they were talking a whole bunch of shit. So I turned to the guy. I was like, all right, fuck this guy. Boom, boom, two free throws. I go, now it's fucking over. The game is over. Uh, So I remember, do you remember Dave's bachelor party? When we there, like we played, uh, we played the flag football, like throwing the football around. I was not there. I was not okay. there. Okay, okay, you were, you weren't there. Okay, so uh, anywho, uh, I pulled a hamstring on doing some <laughs> awesome reception when I dunked over the goalpost, which is awesome. But I wanted to be quarterback so bad on the next possession, I was like, let me just throw. And off my front foot, because I couldn't step on the back, I think I threw a pass to like Andrew York. The story, like, this is the fisherman story where it's just like, oh, the fish was, like, fucking, like, you know, 14 feet long when it right. really wasn't. But I think I threw it, like, 65 yards. I mean, Ooh. in honesty, it was probably, like, it was probably a clean, like, 12 yards is what it felt like. It felt like the ball was in the air forever. Like, Andrew just had his man beat. I couldn't plant on my back foot. And I just, like, as hard as I could. And, and it felt like it felt like it was going to go over the Hollywood Hills. Anyway, like, it dropped <laughs> it dropped right into York's paws for a little You touch. Uncle Rico'd it? <laughs> Uncle Rico did. Hey, let me ask you a 100%. real quick question about that throw. Were you looking at the time or not? 
<laughs> I was. Uh, that's gonna come up a little later. I I was I was looking. <laughs> right. Um, and then so my 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 last one here that I have. I'm gonna go with a little sweet nod here. That's so nice. for for those, and this is actually talk. To, uh, well, okay, this is good. Let me. Mine's a troll, so let me troll real fast, and you finish sweet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Go. Go, that, go. Okay. Uh, mine's gonna be. Penny and Trent Fry in the garage when we were just wrestling in shorts. <laughs> okay. There you go. I, I don't think that's – I don't even know if I'm sure that's happened. I'm just going to say it to see what happens. I okay. pinned you, Trent. I shut the lights out. I shut the oh. lights out on listener Tango Foxtrot. Tango Foxtrot. I said it. I said it. Come at us. Come at us, bro. All right. What do you got? <laughs> What's your All sweetheart? Right. So, okay. So, here's my sweet moment. Okay. Um, so, for those uh, nomabbers out there that don't know, I, I, uh, I did play JV basketball in high school. But up until that point, I had been cut in my seventh grade year on the final day. Like I Michael was, Jordan. Like this Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> um, then I was cut in my eighth grade year, and then again, all in the last day of cuts. And then on my ninth grade, then my freshman year, I was cut. So heading into that JV year, my parents had no idea if I was going to even try out. They didn't even want to ask. They didn't want to talk about it. Every year that I came home cut uh, from Did, the uh, team. Was Four Stars active about this? Was Four Stars just like, how's basketball going? Like, he knew you were kind of like, really wanted to make the team? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was definitely, he was involved. I mean, but at a certain point, it was just kind of like, well, you know, heading into that 10th grade year, they, there wasn't much to it. So um, after I didn't play football that, that, that JV year, so I just focused on basketball. I, I, I worked out, I trained, I did everything that I could to, to work my game up. And, um, then I made, but my parents, like I said, they had no idea if I was going to make it or not. So they knew it was the last day of cuts. Uh, I, I went out there, did everything, and I actually made the team. Uh, and this is pre, pre. was the last guy, Mister Mister Twelfth Man, Mister Twelfth Man, and uh, I came home in a in a hurry because we had, we did the uh, team photos that same night afterwards we all got our jerseys everything like that and i was like squarely like the last guy and i remember everyone because everyone know like hey this guy gets cut all the time they're like oh shit dawson made the team okay uh so i get home parents don't know really what to say to me i go immediately to my room i'm kind of slow playing it a little bit and uh they uh i came back out of the room and they're like is everything okay and i was like yeah i'm just in a hurry and they're like why and i was like because i gotta go to team pictures mom and it was just like boom, 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 boom. just sitting there. And I remember, and there was a big cheer, big hurrah. Uh, I went and got my stuff, came back out, Mister Four Star. Mm. Little, little, I got a little dusty in there, Mister Four Star. a little dusty in this recording studio out here. Little rolling down, and that was dusty, my buddy. most favorite moment sports growing up. Um, it, it did shape a lot about who I was as a kid, uh, trying to, you know, work hard, try your best, and uh, shit doesn't always work out, but you keep at it. Damn. So that's my number one. Damn, that email segment started with I did a left-handed shot and got some <laughs> chicks naked to like I made my parents cry. Exactly. Uh, Just showing how wow. much range we got here on the most <laughs> most awesome brand Anna Sports you Podcast. Brought it back. Uh, oh, awesome, brother. That's Beautiful. uh and people who haven't seen most awesome play B ball, the hoops. Uh, the biggest hats off. I, I I don't think like I think try hard is a shitty compliment because it's just like oh you try really hard so that just means you don't have natural talent. There right. is a thing like if most awesome and it happened rarely, but if there was a turnover that was his bad, like it was guaranteed coming back <laughs> down the court he would get the ball back. Like exactly. Like, you, you remember that volleyball leap you used to do like when somebody tried to pass like it was 
Yeah, the, first off, they, yeah, first off, they they didn't understand that I might be five eleven, but I had a little hops to me when I was. You had hops, brother. You I had a little hops. hops. Still got so hops. They try, it still got hops. I got pops now is what I got. But um, <laughs> yeah, so they try and throw these little light passes over me, and I I just nope. take it away from them. No, no, nope. I'm not playing Give that shit. Give it back. Uh, all right, we're up against it. Let's do. You want to plow through this fourth email? It's from ATL. He's just talking shit. So let's handle it real fast. Should we just <laughs> yeah. handle it real fast. Okay, let's this crush mother, this crazy email. This motherfucker. Uh, good after, good afternoon, most awesome Brandana. I'm loving your podcast, even if I'm a little bit behind. Catch up. Uh, yeah. You need to compile MA's parent advice on a big DVD. Uh, quit trying to steal my pod partner. I'll skip that. <laughs> uh, the reason I'm writing, however, uh, is forgot one archetype on plane rides that's even more annoying than the guy who won't change seats when you ask them. Here what it is. Uh, people who ask people to change seats. Yes, I'm the guy refusing to move. If sitting next to your wife is so important for the next two hours, then maybe you can spare the extra $30 in early bird. You know, just like the guy that probably did so, so he could sit wherever he wanted to instead of cheapskating and then trying to shame the passenger to moving seats after they've settled because you couldn't plan ahead. Just a thought. Signed, cozy and content in seat 11. Oh, my God. Yes, I mean, this, this piece of shit. Yes, exactly. And this is the same guy who who likes bean curd in his vanilla ice cream. So, I mean, yeah. let's let's just understand what we're talking about here. I, I, think, I, I, think, I think the funniest line I take out of, from it is just, like, after you get settled. Like, you didn't move it. You've been in that seat for fucking 90 seconds. Like, what, right. what, like stand up, move to another, like, settle. Like, you just right. got to, like, like you like it's a decompressing chamber, and you're just, like, you're, like, everything's already active, and you're linked yeah. up. It's just like, no, get He's out. He's like, I, un- I unpacked all my boxes. I got my pictures <laughs> where they want them to be. Yeah. Now I got to move? I, I got to go I, three I've seats back? Like yeah. Get the Bullshit. fuck out of here. And here's the thing is, is let me just say, it's and, and if you're the guy that goes – not apples to apples so like aisle to aisle or window to window yes of course that's a little out of bounds stick within yeah. the same you I, know I apples to apples i get i get it like you can't ask it's like i want to sit next to my wife and they have an aisle seat and you're asking them to go middle you can't right. do that but or, but if it yeah if it's a one-to-one ratio it's like who gives a fuck right exactly yes crazy it's crazy all Dude, right let's, let's uh let's bring it maybe... let's bring a different vantage point in here on this let's bring somebody else in here Oh, uh, be careful what you wish for, brother. Okay. Be careful what you wish for. All right, guys. This is Most Awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, episode 16, and we have a guest in studio here. Uh, why don't you say hi to the listeners? Oh, my dear Lord. <laughs> this is possibly my greatest sports moment of all time. <laughs> like, this is like, we... like you didn't think, like you, you didn't even bother to try out for the team, and then Phil Jackson is like, Ring, ring. Hey, we need you to get off the plane, Derek Fisher style, and just come in and drain a three in the finals. Like, that's what I feel like right now. I feel Oh, my God, we'll take up. it. Exactly. Maybe maybe we just end the podcast here. I don't know if we're going to – I don't know if we can, like, top The that. more I talk, the worse it gets. So that's probably a good idea. <laughs> oh. Copy that. We have a loyal listener, Joe Booth, in the studios. Uh, we're going to hit a little bit of the – he has the – the honor of scoring the Neapolitan Showdown, oh, and then we're going to jump into the AFC West futures. Uh, he is Kansas, born and bred. He definitely has a Chiefs opinion. If you're wondering if he's in that Mahomes camp, uh, he most definitely is. And then he'll uh, he'll hit us with an MVP, and we'll do a 60-second tail from the frat. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, should we jump in the Neapolitan? Oh, let's, let's... You want to do it? You want to say hit him with the jams? <laughs> or you just want to jerk off there? Uh, 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 hit him with the jams! So let's leave it alone Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy 
just disagree. All right, Neapolitan Showdown. We are talking top three things you look for in a bar. Right. Uh, I hit you with this most awesome. You did. This is kind of like you're 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 going for the turkey right here in bowling, right? This you're trying to go for your three strikes in a row. Going with a subject yeah. where I don't think I've sufficiently been in a bar in like a good solid five years, let alone even having my own bar. So like sure. next week, let's just make sure like, hey, best things you look for in a daycare. Okay, let's just <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, level yeah. the playing fields. Yeah. Okay. Quit making us all depressed that you have no nightlife. Moving on. Top three things exactly. in a bar. Exactly. All right, so winner takes ball out. Remember, that's that's how it goes. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Okay, okay. Um, I, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it simple. I think this is baseline. I think everyone agrees. I looked at it as the angle of just like this is wherever you move. Like you need a bar that you just go to regularly. When it's right. just like I, I I need a couple beers. It's not necessarily like I'm not looking to invite people. It's not a party night. It's not a birthday party. It's just like I need to go. The first thing I look for is. This is crucial, uh, and you might be able to like knock it down some rungs, not to set myself up, but proximity. I like it close. Ooh, it's got. Okay. I, I like I like to walk over to my bar. I don't want to get Ubers involved. Obviously, if if uh, Brandana's having a couple adult cocktails, sure. I don't want to have to worry about parking a car or driving anywhere. So proximity, that's the best proximity. thing about a bar. Exactly. Pro- no, Which is like, you could say that alone. about liquor stores and <laughs> libraries. And I will, uh, yep, and I will say available that Available blue yes, I like or black close. pens. Like, they're, <laughs> they're nearby, so that's my favorite yeah. pen. Oh, here we go. Stand up set. Uh, right, like, exactly. Oh, a favorite thing about my bar is electricity. That's what I really look for. I really prefer if they serve alcohol and or beer. All right, I like it close. What, what okay, say you? Okay, say? I'm gonna go. Okay, I'm gonna go. Well, are you, you scoring this, or are you gonna want to see both of them and then score them? Because uh, I'm gonna go. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, one is the closest number I have available, so I'm gonna score that a one. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. <laughs> So I'm gonna go and and on, on that softball tip, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go and lay out. If if you're looking for a bar that you want to go sure. to, it's gotta be you gotta have affordable drinks, right? So I'm not talking about the bar that's got like the seventeen dollar Manhattans. I need to know that if I get to go there with twenty thirty dollars, I'm gonna catch a nice little buzz. So I'm gonna sure. go affordable drinks on your matching your proximity tip right there. Man, yeah, that's gotta be pretty fucking close. How you score that? Uh, I mean. You both are like super hot out of the gate. Let me tell you, it's got to be close and it's got to be cheap. Like, right. real right. connoisseurs of the barfly culture over here. Uh, you know what? Uh, also affordable is one point. Uh, doesn't cost me much. Uh, so we're in a dead heat. Of got a dead heat. Oh, there classic dead heat yeah. Neapolitan showdown. You you want to rescind that excited comment, Joe? There, and just make sure you know. <laughs> uh, I'm okay. I'm really stopping myself from walking out the door and going to the nearest <laughs> bar and buying a three dollars shot of anything. Exactly. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Number, number I'm, I'm two. Gonna go. This is gonna this is going to get some of our loyal listeners pissed. I like no live music, and I'll take no music too. As, as a side like I just I don't like when you go to a bar and you don't know what's going on even if it's karaoke also all of a sudden like your eardrums like one of your senses is just all of a sudden put upon for what you weren't planning like I want to sit there I want to drink my drink I don't if I have an opinion of a song I want to hear that song I like what I don't want to hear is songs I've never heard before and someone playing them and just kind of like super loud so they get my attention and it drives me out of the bar so no sure. live music that's my number two how many bars don't have just music in the background like how many like what caves do you go to well, where they don't <laughs> I mean, 
Just the sound of like abject depression yeah, and exactly. regret. I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, giving these, up. I'm not giving up. Okay. I actually obviously there's a little there's a little soundtrack that comes to like I'm I'm saying like a band up there just like with the guitar like you ever been sprung on that like you're in a bar you're enjoying yourself and then all of a sudden like someone walks around with the hat like five dollars for the band and then they just like they shoot off at like a decibel level and it's just like oh shit like I can't even hear the guy next to me talking. Yes. Okay. I I, I get you on the on the the no live music thing. Um, although depending on the bar and the area where you're at, like if you're in your beachy climate, like. That the, having that bar band out there playing a little music is, is nice, but we're not talking about that. We're talking our everyday bar. So I gotcha. So everyday I'm gonna bar, actually, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go your opposite, and I'm gonna go. I don't like when they pump in the music because I do agree with you. It gets a little loud and a little crazy, but I do like a jukebox, and and here's why: because okay. much like we talked about our one hit wonders, it lets the bar police the ambient the ambiance of the bar, right? It so does. and and anybody who comes in there and drops a song. That people don't like, you get the stink yeah. guy, right? Okay. Plus, I was wondering, do, do you get a little like? To me, like, it gives me a little anxiety. Like, it's too much responsibility to be like, like, what's your limit of songs? Like, even if I was super confident and there weren't a lot of people there, like, even if I play two songs, like, if I see just kind of side eye on the first song, it's just like, fuck, I made a huge mistake. <laughs> like, right. I want to hear the, and I have terrible taste in music, so right. like, it's like, it's it's not gonna work out. Like, is there a limit to the number of songs you can play too? Like, put in like two bucks and you play. I remember going to Pizza Hut as a kid and I put in eight dollars and I played like uh, opposite a track by Paul Abdul like eight times in a row and like people almost like strung me out in quarters. Like it was like a huge mistake. That's fucking anarchy right there. I put in, I pumped in twenty five dollars into the jukebox and listened to Total Eclipse of the Heart just one after yeah, another. Over All right, over this is this is fucking weird because uh, full disclosure, just got back from Las Vegas uh, where I was with Brandana until the yeah. last night. Uh, when he uh, disappeared on me, uh, like oh. seven p.m., he just he was out. So I yeah. sat at the bar like? playing video poker, and no joke, back to back, opposites attract, total eclipse of the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Both played. That's fucking weird. Kismet, kismet, uh, and that's why you're here, sir. Yeah, and that's why you're here because I'm a functional alcoholic who will sit at a <laughs> Vegas hotel bar playing, you know, deuces wild. For four hours, because it gives me free whiskey. Um, all right, go. so I'm going to go ahead and say, not having live music, I totally hear what you're saying, uh, most awesome, about when you hit that perfect band, and it is just a blast. Everybody's dancing, and it's, like, amazing. But that's, like, one out of 50. Like, right. the most of the time, you're at a bar, and the band starts to play, and it's like, it's like grandma starts telling a story at Christmas. Like, everybody is required to give the, their full attention. Like, no matter what you were doing, you're trying to, like, talk to a girl or you're trying to talk to, like, your old friend you haven't seen in town for a long time. The band starts playing. It's like, it's rude now to talk in the bar. It's like, <laughs> I, I didn't sign up for this, man. Like, you're interrupting me. Like, that's – it's unacceptable. So, Brandon, I'm going to give you standard 4-4 time signature. That gives 16 points. Uh. Yeah, most awesome, the jukebox. It's, like, in direct conflict. Like, no music whatsoever. But the jukebox is a little bit of a way of, like, telling the bar, this is who I am, and this is what I'm here for. Like, I am <laughs> it's here like, for... It's like, it's, like your pa- it's like your passport, like you're checking into the bar. Yeah, like, exactly. This is who I am. So the jukebox, I don't know, when you get people to fucking buy into your song, I'm going to go 
the max you should ever put into a jukebox is five bucks. The most songs you should ever play are three, so 15 points. Ooh! All right. So six. Ooh. So it's currently 17 neck 16. Neck. 17 16. Looking for the three Pete. I got a point up going into Ooh. the last stretch. All right. All right. Uh, all right. All right. I, and keep it fair, Rump. Keep it fair. Okay. Heading into the last one. No, sure. you don't need to be lobbying. Don't lobby. Okay, let's go. He, blue. Okay, it, uh, he knows what Rodney the Danger feels. Relax. Yeah. Keep it, Relax. Keep it okay. fair. Keep it fair. Uh, I like. Um, Last point, I like a pool table. So here's what a pool table says. A pool table says uh, we care about our regular customers because it takes room to do that. Because to put a pool table there, like you have to have loyalty to regular customers. You have to have a little elbow room. It takes a little bit of space. And sure. it's also like it is a – there's no better beer game in the world than just like, hey, we've been sitting here for a couple minutes, brother. Let's let's go shoot a game of stick. Let's go over and shoot some stick and shoot some pool. Right. So nice. Okay. Primo, okay. primo. Boom. Boom. Okay. All right. All right. Pool Boom. table. Boom. Pool table. Really what, really what you're describing to me is, is like if anyone just has a basement that Brandana can go to that's got a pool table, that's, that's as good. Yes. That's, that's all yes. it needs. I would agree. That's all I would it agree. needs. A perfect bar would be a basement where someone serves me and I can play pool and no one else is there. There's just no music. Just quiet. Yes. Silence. 100%. Leave Love it. Okay. No right. light. Right. Just a uh, dark no room. No light. Exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, exactly. man. Hitting, hitting on my consolation bracket. Yes. All right. So here's what I'm going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with this one because I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna. What you're talking about and not having any noise or, or just very quiet, ambient yeah, noises. Yeah, I, I want. I want bars going out of business, basically. Exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> like, like everything really that like. Bar. Yeah, everything that. Uh, oh shit! What's the guy's name who does the the bar shows, the bar rehab shows? Everything oh, yeah, he yeah, says yeah. like the, the yeah, total exactly. opposite of what you <laughs> yeah. what you want. So. Um, I'm gonna go with colorful locals. That's what I want. Great. Because I want every this. I want every this. I want it. Oh my God! Did you not win this? Because you just oh, want to be yeah. by yourself. You want, want to meet the, people. The correct. point of the bar yes. is to go and meet other people outside of your own headspace, and and mm-hmm. and by doing so, by you just playing pool and l- sitting silently in the corner, yeah. that's what yeah. your bar experience is. My bar experience is as a and as, as a podcaster is wanting to talk to other people. Even no, your you br- your no, it. Your You're famed, trying to bring a your famed, on this. Your, your, your famed Tom Bergens, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So famed Tom Bergens, there's colorful locals there all the time. So when they're in there getting their early bird drink special on, I want to hear some stories of your. I want to maybe hear about some, you know, some detective work that this guy did way back when, which 50 <laughs> to 60% of it might be bullshit, and he might yeah, throw yeah. out some yeah. colorful expletives that might make me feel uncomfortable, but you know what? I'm a yeah. richer person afterwards. <laughs> So colorful locals. Ooh. All right. Oh man, this is this is a tight one. Look for the three peat. How you score it, Jim? All right. So basically, you guys have systematically described like my two most frequented bars. All right. So pool table, a loud ass jukebox, and your neighbor's basement. And, yeah, and <laughs> and like blocks from my house. I would love it. Uh, I would love it. I'm gonna score this one point for the pool table. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and score seven points for the locals because yes. at the end of the day yes uh, yes you know what you're looking for totally is ambiance and the thing that makes a bar a bar is not the fucking decor it's not how like it's not a bartender in a vest which by the way that would be on my list is I don't want to see a bartender <laughs> in like a vest like right. overly shaking yeah. a martini like over his head like I hate that. Uh, what's your what's your fi- what's your final score? My final score is 
So we are 17, we go 18, 23, 18 in favor of most awesome. Give me good okay. locals who are hilarious. That's fine. Let's get this guest the fuck <laughs> off this podcast. Let's go to the next segment. Bring me to the jam. AFC West. This is segment four of eight on the futures. The big one we've been building up to. We have guest Joe Booth in the studio with us. Uh, I think he's got he's got a hot take on the Chiefs. I imagine. Uh, most awesome. Once you hit us with what the futures are looking like right now in Vegas. All right. So we're gonna go uh, biggest to smallest. We're gonna go Chargers with nine and a half on the over under. All right. And then we're gonna go with the Raiders of Oakland at eight and a half. Okay. And then we got the Broncos and Charger or Chiefs, excuse me, sitting at seven and a half on the over under. Oh man, I am I am way off on a couple of these. Not way off. I'm I'm way ready to make some money. Is is what I'm Ooh, at. Ooh, okay. So let's uh let's tackle these from the uh the bottom up. So you had uh how many wins did you have the Chargers at? Nine and a half. I got them at I got them at five. Whoa! So he, hot takes coming out of the so, gate. Hot. So here's my thing: like uh, Los Angeles Chargers, formerly the San Diego Chargers, and we might interchange those and call them whatever the fuck we feel like. Because who cares? Uh, it is. Here's my thing: they always start slow. Uh, most awesome, you can agree with this. I, here's the thing: like I, I think this time they start slow and they don't catch up with any momentum. I think uh, Phillips River arm is. Uh, I've been hearing a little reports that it's a little parallel to like uh, Peyton Manning's last year, where like those his sidearm ducks are looking like his shoulders just not there anymore, uh, and I, I think it will it will create. Uh, I am I'm starting out uh, a quick one and seven. I got him beating the Bills. I mean they they opened the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs winning that. Uh, they got to play the Rams. They got to play the Niners, uh, the Raiders, and then the Browns, who you know I'm very hot on. And then the ties might be a coin flip. So I, I just I don't see before that buy like I don't see three wins, and and I think uh, the typical slow start will just kind of finish out. I think Philip Rivers will they'll be starting to experiment with other quarterbacks, and it'll be kind of his last year, is my take. And I I got him in that low wins. What do you think? Okay, I have a five in my number as well too, right. but I have five losses. I have eleven wins. Holy shit! Eleven and five. Eleven Holy and five. Shit. Because. I'm going to say this right now. It's the best defense in the AFC West, and that's including the Denver Broncos. Okay. All right. It is the best. You've got Bosa. You've got uh, Melvin Ingram, or, or, or Mark Ingram, as you like to call him. Too soon. Uh, we've got too soon. the linebackers. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Okay. And their their secondary is probably the best, bar none. You've even got, you've got Casey Hayward, Jason Verrett. Desmond King, you've got Trevor Williams, you add a Derwin James from Florida State who is an alpha dog, and yes, I know his knee is is kind of screwed up, but they don't need him. I'm not talking futures for the rest of his career. I'm just talking about this season. I think they roll with the best defense, and they've got offensive players, Keenan Allen. Look, here's the thing is, is they lost Hunter Henry. Yeah. They didn't jump to go and, and sign another big free agent tight end or, or even go jump back to Gates. They sent Clay Harbor out of Jacksonville. They're not concerned because they have weapons, and they have and 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 
the Chargers have the best line that Phil Rivers has had to date. Man, we, we have a six-win differential between us. That's our biggest to right. date. Best, best. Uh, yeah, it's fight of the Raiders. The Raiders are how many wins? Vegas got them at? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Sorry, to, and I'm, sorry for making you say that. Yeah, exactly. I'm uh, I'm taking that under. I'm going. They've got they're a six and ten team. Yeah, I got I got I got them at seven wins, and I think that's a you know there's just something weird about Gruden. Like I, I know they were super excited about it, uh, and it it was just it was a bizarre team last year. Like impressive win against the Chiefs, but they were just like that like blown out by the Redskins. I don't know, like Martavius Bryant. I I know they they got rid of some. Their receiving course changing a little bit. Like I just see it like a little below like middling and it's it's not it's right. not a rough division i think you have the division a little rougher than i do but uh yeah i got i got seven wins what say you joe i got them at six and ten uh i agree like Gruden is a total yep. anomaly because he basically built that that raiders team that then he left and faced his old team in the super bowl so it was like i don't right. know can he build a team like we've seen kind of the the like the NBA does this a lot more, where a coach will leave, go and announce, and then they end up back. Like, like uh, Steve Kerr is probably the best example of like, I stepped away from the game. I actually saw some things that I I realized. Oh, as a coach, I wasn't paying attention to this aspect. But now that I've gotten a chance to just sort of watch objectively, I can run a team better. Um, what's weird about Gruden right. is like all the people that he's bringing in, shy of Martavis Bryant, they're like these older dudes, and it kind of feels like like a Morgan Freeman, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, like heist movie, you know, just like, Hey, we'll get all these like great actors from 15 years ago and we'll put them all together and they still got it. And then you're like, they, they no, this is a terrible, terrible movie. Like they're just, right. they're just yeah. crazy and lost. That, it. It's, it's going to sell season tickets, but it's not going to end up to be a good, you know, yeah. team, yeah, a good you, product on the field. Yeah. I don't think, I, th- I, th- I think their, their schedule starts out, uh, it's an easy schedule to establish if there's something we're gonna know after playing like yeah. uh, the Rams is a tough game, but like they got Broncos, Dolphins, uh, Chargers, Seahawks, which I think uh, most awesome and I are both a little down on the Seahawks this year. So it's like you know if if they don't catch those wins early, like it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a nightmare back back half of the season. Okay, so uh, it sounds like a safe bet for everyone uh, would take. We all have uh, the three of us have the Raiders coming in under yeah. that Vegas number eight and a half. So I would I, I would. I would, I would, I would look at that. Maybe not jump on yet. Let's get through the rest. Uh, let's talk through the Broncos okay. real fast. What's the number for the Broncos, uh, brother? Seven and a half. At seven and a half, and I, I got them at four. Yep. Four. Oh, you're low. I'm I've got them. Low. Even though your boy Case, Case Keenum, Keenum, I know, taking over, I know. I've got them. I got them at seven and nine. I got them at five and eleven. Even though they have oh, the okay. they have the highest aggregate of pass defense team rush defense and then passing offense and rushing offense uh so they were number four pass defense number five rush defense tw- uh number 20 passing offense even with that dumpster fire at quarterback and the number 12 rushing offense for like aggregate of 41 if you go the rest of the division oakland was 79 kansas city was the worst at 80 and the chargers were at 52 um just in terms of like total ability like denver is Here's the weird thing about Denver. They're so good on defense, but they lost to Lieb. Shane Ray's out for that wrist surgery again. And the biggest loss for me is right. Wade Phillips. Like, that dude is so underrated mm-hmm. as a defensive coordinator. Like, when he came to their team, I'm like, God damn, they're going to have Vaughn Miller, 
and a guy who knows how to use him. Uh, right. let, let me show you a little set I'm concerned about right here. It's uh, right before their bye, like right in the heart of their schedule. They're uh, at the Chiefs, um, and then they host the Texans. They take a bye to like get their bearings together and accepting the fact they've only won two games by like week nine. And they play the Chargers and the Steelers. So I, I know I was a little low on the Chargers earlier. I'm just like, I I think like some of these teams there can be, especially when they're looking to kind of rebrand their quarterback. Obviously, like Case Keenum's a little bit of a stopgap for John Elway to kind of create like what legacy he wants. I don't think they're looking at this season as a winning season. Let's go for it. I think it's definitely like a little bit of rebuilding. And I think that rebuilding shows, you know, when you get to your bye week in week nine and you only have like two ones under your belt. I got them at a four-game slide there. Yeah, I'm kind of trading a little punches in there, but, I mean, it really depends on how Case Keenum... So you've got Sanders. I think Sanders moved back into the slot, which is going to be his natural position. Don't sleep on Jake Butt. Jake Butt is a really good tight end that they lost on an ACL tear. But Case Keenum is going to be a game manager, and they're they're bringing in... They've got uh, the rookie out of Oregon. What's his name? Royce Freeman. Another solid running back i don't know i think they could be a little bit better than you are and then they they don't they don't need they need case Keenum to do exactly what he did for the vikings why can't he do doesn't yeah. he have the same talent on offense that he does I, of, did of course in, of course in yeah, yeah but, but i think there's a little bit i think we we've seen it happen with um fuck who's the uh uh matt castle there's a little bit of a magic of an like an underrated quarterback going into a position that wasn't guaranteed to him and making shit happen. And I think that's expired. That's why I was excited that the Vikings didn't get Case Keenum back. Cause it's like, I do believe in his talent, but now it's like, I feel like people can game on him. Like, obviously he doesn't have the same weapons he had in Minnesota wide receiver wise. Like, uh, I, I just like, it's a less offense and it was, it was a perfect storm I, and I'm happy for Case Keenum. He got paid a little bit and you know, he, yeah, he did, yeah, he did yeah. deserve it, but it's like, he definitely, in my opinion, like his career peaked that Minnesota year. I have a bit of a, a flattery session. Uh, one is for most awesome because I did a deep research dive. Uh, because I feel like you bring the heat, bring the heat with the numbers. It's the talent. And, uh, Don't talk to the talent directly. Don't talk to the talent directly. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to look him directly in the eye. <laughs> um, and then Brandana, uh, I think this speaks really, really well for your Vikings. Um, so Case Keenum, had a 98.3 passer rating last year with Minnesota and got paid accordingly. Um, it was his first, you know, like, it was certainly his largest season as a starter. Prior to that, if you take all of his games and all of his passer ratings, he averages out to 79.2 passer rating. Yeah, yeah. He's, Versus he's a, the he's a, one-year he's a, anomaly. He's a, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a Matt Castle. Like, just like, when, when the spotlight went on him, he showed up. And then, like, you just can't keep that going. Right. In, in my in my opinion, he's not elite. Here's my here's my here's my thing. Don't wag your finger. Don't wag your finger. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. I'll wag my no, thumb. No. Uh, <laughs> here's here's the thing. So then I went to look at Sam Bradford. Right. All right. Was just was this like Case Keenum figuring it out, or was this the Minnesota effect? And Sam Bradford had a 102.25 passer rating uh, in his games with Minnesota. Prior to that, if you take all of his averages, he's 80.89. So you're saying it's Minnesota's offense. Minnesota's offense. It's Minnesota. And both of those yeah. dudes were let go to give like the, you know, the first fully guaranteed contract to Kirk Cousins. Like the Minnesota Vikings were like I love it. Neither of these dudes actually are their their record or their passer rating from from their time here. We don't need them. 
they're going to go off and they're going to return back to their circling around 80 passer rating and they're going to be middling at best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bradford's got a big, I think we already talked about the Arizona Cardinals. That's going to be a fucking yeah. disaster show. Uh, all right. So um, had, I had him at four. Uh, Joe, you had him at how many wins? Six? You guys both five. had him at six, I right? had him at five. Four, five, five. six. You both have him at five. Okay. Uh, and then uh, and I had him at seven. You had him at oh, seven? Four, Broncos five, at seven? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're all under on that one. Let's get into, and we're up against it, but obviously. Yeah, hit him. Sorry. What we've been pumping for probably eight don't, 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 don't. And it's where we really take the leash off Joe Booth to, well, obviously <laughs> tell us how the Chiefs go 15-1 and because he already told us. He he, exactly. he gave a little steal on that, like, that first Chargers loss. I, but uh, we're talking oh. Kansas City Chiefs. Oh. What does Vegas say? Remind us most awesome. In the city, it's uh, seven and a half on the overall. Seven uh, and a half. I would, I would like to formally invite your listeners to have a sip of their favorite alcoholic beverage. Because the line in Vegas, as of two days ago, is now eight and a half, which means most awesome got mm-hmm. a fact. Oh, I'm just going off of what Brandana <laughs> sent me. I don't if, know. Uh, if you if you ever correct the talent on air again on a Father's Day weekend, I'm gonna lose this my is, fucking oh, shit. Oh god, this is I'm like 15 years shit. coming of just like me getting <laughs> smacked down. <laughs> Uh, just, just destroyed uh, in every no, sports No, no, no. We're excited to have you, buddy. We're excited to have you. Uh, take us to all right. So we'll, we'll up it to eight and a half. Uh, where do you got the Chiefs at? Sure. What do you got, Joe? I actually have them going uh, eleven and five, and then I thought that was ambitious, so then I dropped it to ten and six. Okay, so here, here's a breakup, and uh, most awesome, you can weigh in on where you see it. I sure. It's it's a tough schedule. It is. It is. Yeah. It's a tough sled, and it's like. Uh, so I'll talk through the first. Uh, the first five games right here, where I'm looking at, is. Uh, yeah. Chargers, Steelers, 49ers, Broncos, Jaguars. Obviously, the Chargers game could be at the Chargers. It's like who's ready to play, like who has it where it needs to be. Chargers typically a slow start, but I mean, I can definitely. If you told me, oh, and after the Jaguars, it's the Patriots. Like if you told if right. you told me this team started one and five, like my head wouldn't explode. Because it's just right. like that's I have them. I have them at two and four in that. Yeah, that's hard. Like, like it does soften up. We got we got Bengals. We got Cardinals. We got Raiders coming up twice. We got a Ravens matchup. But it's just like it's it's to me it's is this Chiefs team resilient enough to be confident in Mahomes after they start around like I, I think you both would agree like best case scenario three and four. That's best case scenario start. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I have them that's, at four and three. Uh, I have them losing to the char- to the Chargers. I have them uh, with a win at Pittsburgh. Okay, so that's insane. Th- that is insane. Yeah, okay. But, y- right. but here's the thing. I also like, like I have them losing to Cleveland. And they're, they're also they're, they're not historically good against Pittsburgh either. Like it's I, just like that's that's not a that's not a good matchup. Like that's early season. That's I don't know. Yeah. We can debate that. I I totally the, I totally agree. And that could be. Here's, here's the thing. The Chiefs are always good for one game that they are categorically supposed to lose. And they are always good for losing a game that they should absolutely, like, win. Like, losing it, like, to Buffalo at home last year. Like, they'll just drop a game for inexplicable reasons. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, I, I just – I have them going super strong in the back half. I just, like – is it 
it depends, and I think most awesome you've seen this. Uh, Joe, I know you've seen it also. Like sometimes these rookie quarterbacks that are supposed to be the franchise, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's can they hold on to their confidence going through like a tough start? Because it we we got Bengals, we got back half, we got Bengals, Broncos, Browns, Cardinals, Raiders, Ravens. These are all winnable games. It's just like is Mahomes like come early October going to be down on himself? He's going to feel strong. Oh, well, here's the thing about Mahomes. Um, oh, here's okay. Here we go. <laughs> uh, here we go. Can you, you. feel the, Mahomes? Yeah, thanks. Oh, God, thanks I for leaning love in. him. All right, so here, here's the deal about Mahomes. One, not a rookie. 60-second 60, 60 tail from Mahomes. Let's go. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mahomes not is not a rookie. a rookie. Like, he's not meeting his coaches. He's not asking for directions to the practice sure. facility. He's not, like, figuring out where, like – he's supposed to go for training and meeting all the, all the, all the, the, you know, physical training people. Like yeah, yeah. he's been there. That, Cause that, act- that's what, that's what slows down rookie quarterbacks is not knowing where right, shit's exactly. at. Uh, so right, exactly. we've all started a new had, job. Had he not, had he not played, had he not played at Denver, should he be up for the rookie of the year? I don't know. Just, just <laughs> yes, he should there. 100% over Ben Simmons. He should be. Oh, okay. A rookie. Okay. Um, all right. Okay. All right. No, he, uh, crazy take two. He okay, also, gotcha. he also does have an NFL start on the road against a division rival where he went out, uh, had the game conceivably put away. Then they bring in, so they're like, all right, Mahomes, you showed us everything that you need to show us. Like, you showed us incredible third down conversion ability of, like, scrambling, finding a guy beyond the sticks, actually throwing for a first down, not just, like, tucking it and running a la Alex Smith. So they're like, good, thank you, Pat. You're 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 done. Have a seat. And they bring in Tyler Bray, who's this complete lanky moron uh, that, for reasons that befuddle everyone, the Chiefs have kept around for like five years. Tyler Bray comes in. His first snap, he tries to hand it off. It's a fumble, turnover, and Denver goes and scores a touchdown. So what do they do? They bring Patrick Mahomes back in, and now he has to play from behind and go and secure the win, which he promptly does. Like yeah. W- at what point do you say, like, everyone's kind of treating him like this rookie who we have no real information on? Like, we have real information on him. We well, yeah, have- I'll tell you. I'll tell you what point that is. That is after he, you know, starts four and two. That's at what point. And if he starts out – and that's that's my biggest take on it's, – it's just such a shitty lineup to be so hyped about this quarterback and have tough – such a tough front half schedule. So it's just like – Right. As long as he doesn't lose confidence, like, yeah, like, I, I want to see what this guy can do. But I'm saying, like, if his spirit's broken, like, on week six, because it's, like, one and five, like, it's going to be a fucking problem. Right. And there's, a, and there's a difference between playing as the guy versus coming in as, hey, this is me just coming out. I'm playing in the last game of the season against a team that is not playing for the playoffs. And... We're just going to go out here and just see how it goes. And how many TDs do you throw in that game, Joe? Uh, that would be zero touchdowns. <laughs> gotcha. How many, how many INTs do you, oh, do you throw in that game? Oh, he threw one interception, and he should have thrown a second. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. All right. right. Uh, okay. Good breakdown of the numbers. Uh, we're up against it, as we always. Uh, Joe, thanks for, like, good breakdown, brother. Uh, most awesome. You want to throw anything else on the Chiefs fire? What do you got on that? Uh, no, I mean, I, I do. I would say that the the one thing to me about that over e, e, uh, seven and a half, if you got in an early or eight and a half, if you're getting at it on Monday, uh, Andy Reid is only had three under 500 seasons. So even at even at eight and a half, I would say nine nine wins is I would feel comfortable. Okay, so I think the only thing uh, this has been 
Brandana's gambling corner. The only thing I can feel safe advising you guys for, uh, I'm way off for the Chargers, but I trust uh, trust most awesome. Uh, I really appreciate Joe's honest take on the KC Chiefs. Uh, we have that pretty netted up close. Uh, we all were under on the Denver Broncos, so I think your bet, the only bet I can successfully say to take out of this is definitely bet that under on the Broncos at seven and a half wins. All right. Beautiful. And it's on you. Uh, a little surprise for our guest. This is the map about you. Oh, shit, It's son. on it. This is the little segment where we do a little pop quiz. Joe had no idea this was coming. We're going to fire off 10 quick questions. Uh, Most Awesome is going to score it, and we're going to see how he says, and we'll jump into our MVPs and tail from the frat. All right, we're up against this, so we'll just jump right in. Matt, about you? Uh, rate this podcast, Joe, on a scale of one to this podcast fucks. Uh, this podcast fucks hard. Damn. 100 points. Oh, Boom. Keep it but, going. Uh, nice. Speed. Speed round. Speed uh, round. In an earlier episode, Brandana talked about having something pretty fucked up for breakfast. What was it? I, I know he had a big bowl of pasta, like, <laughs> yesterday <laughs> for breakfast. Oh, God. I, I, I don't know, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it was an Almond Joy, which, by the uh, way, is an awesome candy bar. Okay. Now, now oh, you're plugging your own oh, thing. You just lost points. You lost points. It was Cabernet is the answer. <laughs> Cabernet. Um, Cabernet you, Crunch for breakfast? <laughs> Brilliant. Are you able to agree to disagree? Uh, I was not able to until uh, I was shamed into accepting that I'm just wrong sometimes, but I still <laughs> maintain my opinion. Uh, yes, I'm able to ag- agree to disagree. Nice. It's great. One point for honesty. Oh, we'll take it. Uh, favorite MA sign-off? Oh, God. <laughs> you, I believe it was... Uh, I almost crashed my bike uh, riding home one night because of the uh, the, the pod bukkake. <laughs> God, favorite, uh, a thousand points. Lost it. Oh, that's a big score right there. <laughs> I fucking lost it. Got a face full of pod bukkake. Do you identify <laughs> as a summer birthday? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I don't believe in a uh, binary identification standard of birthdays, so I, Great. I'm loose. I'm, yeah, I'm a summer birthday. Absolutely. Uh, what's up? You're born on the, the uh, you're born on the 23rd, so I'm giving you 23 points. I got for that. that. One. Uh, the best angle to watch John Ham kissing your wife. <laughs> <laughs> you're a dead man, Ham. <laughs> Uh, the best angle is from uh, her residual checks being cashed. That is the best angle. Oh, there you go. There you go. Good. That was a good answer. We would have also accepted in the corner. Yes. Of the Forrest Gump chair, like facing away from yeah, the TV. Exactly. Or shut the, shut the TV off would have been acceptable also. Yeah. Uh, does spewing fantasy hyperbole give you a competitive edge heading into the season? Uh, as a fantasy football champion in the league that shall not be named... Uh, I can tell mm-hmm. you uh, firmly that winning a fantasy championship is as much about luck as anything else. It was a very humbling experience. Uh, spouting fantasy hyperbole is just a sort of uh, a fun thing to do on your way to watching your team either succeed or fail. Oh, man, we got an honest Joe in our hands. I know. I got, I got plus two for that one. All right, let's go. Uh, this is basketball. Uh, do they ever see the left coming? <laughs> No one suspects the left. <laughs> never. Never see it coming. If you're 5'10 and pudgy, no one expects you to go up with your left. All right. It is just okay. raindrops. Okay. I'll give you 210 for your weight on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a legit spit take. 
Ah, God, don't uh, drink LaCroix when most awesome starts talking. Pacific Ocean, friend or foe? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> asshole. <laughs> uh, the Pacific Ocean is uh, the saltiest of foes, and never, ever turn your back on it, or you will end up hospitalized in Mexico. That's correct. That's good. Uh, okay, right. got two more. Uh, true or false? Uh, I thought you said you were okay, spider. The, the answer is, uh, uh, it tr- I thought it was true, but it's false. I thought it was true. I thought you said, I thought you said you were, I thought you said you were, you're false. You're okay, false spider. spider. Yeah. I thought, but I thought I gave you five points. <laughs> uh, favorite one hit wonder, sing it for bonus points. Ooh, fucking favorite one hit. I'll get knocked down. When I get up again, you're never gonna keep me down. I'll get knocked down. When oh. I get up again, I don't. I don't know why. Oh. Kissing the night away, right? I don't or know. Can 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 Chumbawamba be a point total? I don't know. <laughs> yes. I'll give you seven. Well, let me just tell you this up here real quick. Give me a second. Checking the scores. We're at. We are at a t-shirt. You oh, won yourself a t-shirt. Congratulations! congratulations. Can you give us an air horn? Acapella air horn. Let's hear it, Joe. Oh, excellent, excellent. All right, guys, let's bring this motherfucker home. Uh, MVP of the weeks. Uh, most awesome, you go first. I'll follow up. Joe will close it out, and then Joe will do a 60-second tale from the frat. Beautiful. I'm going to go. Uh, you normally go on the sports tip this this year. I'm going to go with uh, the Wee Dawes, my young brother, even though I could go with all the, the mad fathers out there that we've talked about and and my wife, who uh, it's her it's my it's her birthday today as we're recording this live. Oh, happy birthday. Not when you Dr. listen Mr. to it live. Yep. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. Uh, but I'm going to go with my brother, um, the, the young Wee Dawes, little Drew out there. He's growing up. He's all grown up. He's a cinematographer now, and he just won the emergency Emerging Cinematographer Award from his guild. He's one of nine cinematographers that won. His, little, his short that he did, uh, a 20-minute movie, is going to be shown there in L.A., as well as, I believe, Poland. He's going to travel. Big ups to Weed Oz. Good work. Good work, brother. That's amazing. That's congratulations. Uh, My MVP goes to Emmy winning Kyle O'Neill, who is nice enough here at Mab Podcast Studio West to come in on a Saturday and set up the studio and get us sounding nice. You guys are hearing us now. Uh, we're always going to set that bar to get the sound as best as we can do. Not going to be able to do without Kyle O'Neill, but really appreciate him taking time out and setting this up for us. Thanks, brother. All right, my uh, most Oh, let's give him an air horn. My MVP goes to uh, walking human anecdote, Micah Wolf, uh, who many people have uh, spatula off of their couch at 9 in the morning. Uh, he dropped 60 pounds in the last oh. five and a half months. Uh, when I was back home, uh, opened the door and just like, you know, like when your friend stops looking like your friend and then like, you just kind of like, oh, I just opened the door and saw him again. And I was like, holy crap. Uh, like you, you, when you're on the precipice of like, uh, fuck it, I'm just going to look like this forever. And then he just like dropped like, like 60 and continuing to go. And I was just like, that's awesome. I like when, when people take control of their lives. Fuck it. That's awesome. an easy one. Perfect. Nice work, Micah. That's you, brother. All right, let's bring this home. Give us a six-second tale from the frat. You're on the clock, Joe. Let's hear it. 
Oh, in honor of Most Awesome, I'm telling two stories. One, uh, they're both going to be 30 seconds, and there's going to be a consolation. So mm. my first story was about uh, when we were playing basketball at Plummer Park, like the super Russian park, and this like super chubby kid is just like throwing a ball against the wall in the most like insane fashion, just throwing a ball against a wall, and they bring around a popsicle cart. And Most Awesome, being the Most Awesome, is like, hey, I'm going to buy this kid a popsicle, like a frozen <laughs> popsicle. He's like, hey, kid, what kind of frozen popsicle would you want? And he's like, uh, grape. And so Most Awesome buys him a frozen popsicle. <laughs> the kid opens the wrapper, takes one lick, and then just throws it against the wall and stares Most Awesome down. Like a 12-year-old kid is just like, fuck you and your popsicle. And Most Awesome was so confounded, he, he couldn't handle it. Um, that was my favorite. But I, I wanted it. to give a shout-out to Dr. the Mrs. Com- uh, the Commish. Uh, I don't know if this story happened when she was a girlfriend medical student, uh, the commish. Um, sure. But we were in town for uh, Mabber's, uh, Binger, and Stacy's wedding, and we go to uh, Lawrence, Kansas, the home of my alma mater, Kansas Jayhawks. And I was feeling so cool. It was like later in the night, and and Doctor the Mrs. Com- the commish uh, swears she doesn't remember this. But I was talking to these two like younger college students, uh, one guy, one girl, and just feeling very cool about myself. I'm in from LA, and like, and like, bars are so cheap there. I'm like, you know what? I'm taking care of your drinks tonight. Like, and they're like, oh my god, like that's amazing, because I just remember how cool it was when older people came and like took care of me uh, at at a bar because they were like, oh, I'm a Jayhawk, and let me let me buy your drinks, and I'm just feeling so fantastic, and uh, I turn away and I pay for the drinks and I come back and they're just super weird to me. Like super weird. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like, like we were all like having a great time, and I'm like, I just bought you like a shitload of drinks, and like now everybody's being weird. And uh, then Doctor the <laughs> Doctor Mrs. the Commission turns to me and she's like, "By the way, I just leaned over and told uh, these people that um, the reason why you're buying them drinks is because you want to have uh, like group sex with them." <laughs> <laughs> And there was literally nothing I could do to get it back. And she just lost her mind laughing. And I was like, that was the most epic troll job. And she just did it, like, on a lark. Just, like, saw me, like, feeling too cool. And was just like, hey, he's doing that because he wants to have sex with you. (laughs) He told me. Oh, that's amazing. This has been the Most Awesome and Brandana Sports Podcast, Episode 16. You can follow us on Instagram at MAB underscore sports. You can send us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. That's sports, plural. Uh, follow us. It really means a lot. Uh, share with friends. Uh, I've, obviously, Mabby Hour is still in full effect. Uh, we've had guest Joe on with us today. I'm Brandana. That's Joe. Joe, where can they catch you at? I mean, this podcast. Great. Catch you on the like, podcast. This is your one shot. Great. This is, ask, uh, this is it. Ask, don't, don't follow him anywhere else. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the honors. Ask Most Awesome to sign himself off. Most Awesome, could you please give us a sign off? We like parties <laughs> and podcasts <laughs> and fame and style and most of all boys. Perfect, guys. It's been pleasure, brother. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>